Hello and welcome to episode 20 of Grow Like a Pro. Episode 20 already. The big two zero. It's almost like last week it was 19. <laughs> that's, that's crazy how, <laughs> how numbers work. It's insane. I actually went to a, you know, a, a testing of daycare yesterday really for our soon-to-be child <laughs> and what is it was testing fun. a daycare even like <laughs> just seeing all the little kids and seeing how they how they interact with each other and all the different rooms and stuff and it was very cool to see it was it was interesting i kind of compared it to like a museum or something because <laughs> <laughs> i went through the progression from young infant to older infant to like mm-hmm. toddler and it was weird seeing the progression like oh, that weird. In, in a row it was i've never really seen it like that it was kind of yeah. cool actually <laughs> that's really interesting first you walk and all the infants are looking at you like what is this thing? <laughs> Once you got to the older kids, they would like run up to you and smile and wave. Yeah. And it was just, it was, it was really cool. That's I enjoyed awesome. it. Well, my uh, daughter, uh, Alexandra is almost eight months. Going to be that eight months crazy, old this man. week. Yeah. It's, she's growing so fast and she's crawling and standing up on her own. So Aww. yeah, she's getting into everything, which is pretty annoying, but it's great. Such <laughs> as <laughs> life. We use like this little fenced in area uh, and she cries now when she's in it. Cause she, it's kind of needy so <laughs> i pick her up of course she's um she starts to cry so she wants mom but then when she wants to laugh or have fun she wants me yeah so that's uh, how it works usually how it works <laughs> <laughs> well that's pretty cool but yeah it's uh, so I'm, I'm happy to know that our counting is intact but that's uh, right what's going on this week jason yeah so we are joined by ben baker ben's the founder and basically the leader of a company called your brand marketing really amazing group. Uh, His focus is on the idea of stories and helping a brand kind of pull out their story and use that story to influence all of their marketing, the way that they function, uh, you know, how they basically set themselves apart from their competition and it's similar to kind of what you do your specialty is oh yeah too. very I mean, much you always talk about the brand story and pulling out the brand so yeah well that's of, why of, you know. <laughs> i think that's why uh, ben and i resonated so well together yeah. is because he ha- he takes a very similar approach to uh to uh, myself uh, you know working with a brand uh, and then he's also got uh, your living brand uh show which is an amazing podcast is actually syndicated uh, through a radio station on iHeart, which is really awesome. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm just really pumped to have him on the show, Adam. I think he, I mean, we talked for what, almost an hour yeah. uh, with him, uh, and we could have kept going, the, the conversation going, because he's just an amazing guy. He's got so much insights to share with people, and that's why I'm really you know excited to this episode to go live. And we're actually going to be appearing on his show. Yeah, Adam, and the uh, show's actually going to be live on Wednesday uh, March 20th from 1 to 2 p.m. Eastern time. And if you guys want to listen to the show, which you basically have to, because you'll see Adam and me. <laughs> you have no <laughs> choice. <laughs> That's right. Uh, but you can watch it, uh, find the link to the show to watch it live at yourlivingbrand.live. That's yourlivingbrand.live. And we'll so. obviously share the links and yep. you know promote it once we get a little closer. But I want to give people a little heads up that if they want to see our beautiful faces. That's right. Oh, wait, they can see it now. I always forget we're on video still. <laughs> I mean, now they know we're not beautiful and we're just scary. Yeah. I mean, hello world. (laughs) Hello. So yeah, we're very excited to be a part of his show and we were very happy to have him on our show. So it's just a, you know, fun partnership that we're kind of building with the awesome Ben Baker. Yeah. Ben, there's, we had some great conversations off the record too. So really excited to, you know, when we're ready to share a little bit more about that, I think it's going to be awesome, Adam. Definitely. And we want to remind everyone, if you want to be a part of the show, if you want to ask questions to us or to our guests, or if you want to be on the show, please send an email to hello oh. at growlikeaproshow.com. Once again, that is hello at growlikeaproshow.com. And without further ado, here is Ben Baker. 
Hey guys, what is up? It is Jason Adam here from the Grow Like a Pro Show. Back again. Adam, you're back from your cruise. I How am. was that? It was wonderful. Very rocky. But it was, was it nice. really? Yeah. I, there was uh, some kind of cruise in Rocky Seas that I was watching on the news, and I'm like, I bet that's Adam. <laughs> it wasn't, but it was a different Norwegian. Yeah, but we got some we got some bad winds, but I think the one you're talking about had winds of like 115 miles per hour or yeah, something. It was People crazy. got hurt. It was nuts. Man, ridiculous. But enough of that. We've got a special guest that I am so excited to uh, introduce to you guys. We've got Ben Baker. Ben's over in Vancouver, Canada. I love Vancouver. Jo- joining us by Zoom call. So super excited. Uh, but Ben is the founder of a company called Your Brand Marketing, and then right. he also does the show called Your Living Brand Show. Um, it's actually Ben. It's syndicated on iHeart Radio. Is that right? That's right. That's awesome. Yeah. So thank you so much, uh, Ben, for taking time out of your schedule to be with us. But please, you know, share with the listeners, our watchers, uh, just a little bit about your story, your background, uh, and then how did you get started into you know doing what you're doing right now. Yeah, I, I came out of the high-tech business in about 1995, <laughs> and what was what was your job back then? What was what was, was caused all that travel? I was running. You guys know Best Buy, mm-hmm. of course. Well, actually, Best Buy ended up buying the company that I that I was selling to. I was I was working on the distribution side for a company called Ingram Micro, mm-hmm. which is a small little twelve billion dollar company with a B. <laughs> uh, you know, I was running a company called Future Shop, which looks exactly like a Best Buy. They ended up being bought out by Best Buy. Wow. You know, those forty thousand square foot big box. You know, uh, computer computer retailers. We sold to them. Wow! So they were a hundred million dollar account to me across a hundred store chain. Jeez! So there were seventy five stores in Canada, twenty five stores in the U.S. And you know, if if there was a, a you know if there was a store, I had seen the inside of it. Wow. You know, we brought Hitachi notebooks into Canada. We brought a whole bunch of marketing programs on board. Whatever. And my wife and I looked at each other and said, this, this is a divorce waiting to happen. It's just, it's not a matter if, it's when. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I went up to my boss. I said, look, you got, two tr- you got two choices. You can double my salary to pay for the divorce, or you can cut my travel days in half. This, these are the options brought on by my wife. <laughs> you know, she, she, says, she says, if, I'm gonna get, if we're going to divorce, at least I'm going to make some decent money out of it. <laughs> And 
what it really told me is I'm really good at problem solving. I'm really good at storytelling. I'm really good at understanding what companies do, why they do it, who they do it for, really why those people should care. And I got into the marketing business and originally I got into direct mail. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I got started working for a great big direct mail house and, you know, that's when you killed millions of trees. I mean, I, we were running half million, you know, catalog runs, you know, three quarter million catalog runs where you're running for a week and a half or two weeks solid at 35 or 40,000 sheets, you know, an hour, you know, trying to, trying to get these things out and then into direct mail. And, you know, it was fun, but you could see the market changing. And, you know, part of what I did is, you know, we tried uh, promotional marketing because when you're giving people catalogs and you're giving people envelopes, people weren't opening them. So to increase open rates, we were putting something inside them, like we call it bumpy mail to get things, you know, get people open them. They go, oh, what's this inside the envelope? So they pick it up. So, you know, I've tried... Lots what was in the envelope? I'm yeah, curious. Well, yeah. Exactly. It's like they said, oh, look what's in the envelope. It's a toy. Uh, <laughs> and, you know, and over the years, the business has really morphed. And, you know, 2007, I was working for a company and I was really self-employed. I was like, a, I guess, I don't know what you guys call it up there. Here it's a T2200, which basically means you're 100% commission. Mm-hmm. And I'd been there for, you know, seven or eight years at the time. And this guy didn't want to sell me the company. It looked like he was going to close the door. And I went, okay, what's the next reiteration of my life? And I went, you know what? I'm going out on my own. And, you know, right in January 2008, just the best time in the world to start your own company, (laughs) I went out on my own. Nice. Well played. You know, foresight is everything. You know what? I'm also the guys that that bought that bought uh, BlackBerry at 85 bucks you know, an yeah, hour. You know, yeah. and, and watched my stock go down. So, yeah, by the way, if you ever want to know which stock to pick, figure out whatever stock I bought and short it. You know, <laughs> I, I tell people that is if you ever want to buy a stock, short whatever I'm buying, and you'll do fairly do well. That's awesome. But, but you know. I, I went out and I went out on my own and, and I was lucky enough that for me, it was all about influence who trust. I have really large enterprise clients. I do a lot of work with government. I do a lot of work with enterprise clients and a lot of it is brand and brand strategy. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, a, it's about telling the story. We do a lot of work with government, with smoking cessation, alcohol awareness and drug addiction. I do a lot of work with insurance and sure tech. I do a lot of work with fintech logistics companies. And it's all about getting employees to understand their personal brand within corporations, getting the company to understand what their story is and aligning it so people can tell a story that's effective, that people understand what you do, why you're valuable to them, why they should care and why they should engage with you. So 11 years later, I'm still doing it. Um, the radio show came out about what, June 2017. I'm coming up on episode 100. We've got, we do this show weekly. That's nice. awesome. Congrats. Yeah, so it's, That's great. It's, it's really cool when you think about it. And for me, it's all about how do you help people you know, how do you help people communicate more effectively? I wrote a book last year called Powerful Personal Brands, A Hands-On Guide to Understanding Yours. Awesome. And that book is a 200-page workbook, and it's really designed. I put questions at the end of each chapter, 
and lines for people to actually write their own answers. And it's really time for you to delve into your own brand, to understand why am I value, why am I valuable, who am I valuable to, and how to communicate that effectively. So that's in awesome. five minutes or less, that's my life. <laughs> that's awesome. So Ben, cool life. How, did, how did you even go about learning or teaching yourself or, or even surrounding yourself with people who gave you that ability to, like you said, you're so good at pulling out a company or even an individual story. How did you learn that? Like, what are some of the things that you went through that he allowed you to uh, basically equip yourself with those skills? Uh, you know, I've always been a lifelong learner. You know, I, I and whether it's it's formal education or informal education at conferences or you know trade shows or podcasts or whatever. I'm always sucking in information and I, and I tend to sit there and say, okay, who's better than me at whatever, mm-hmm. you know, who do I admire? Who do I, who do I think is really good at X and I either make friends with them or I watch them or I listen to them or I go to their, you know, you know find out which conference they're going to be at and I go and go and listen to them. And for me, it's, I'm at that stage where the ego is gone in the way we're saying, I can't know everything. Yeah. It's possible for me to know everything. It's impossible for me to be an expert in everything. And what I do is I build a Rolodex to so sit there and say, these are the people I'm going to align myself with. These are the people that I've made friends with. These are the people that I like. And I sit there and say, okay, these people do this and these people do this and these people do this. And I'm able to refer that information out to my clients. And, you know, and that really is my, that's my secret sauce. Awesome. It it, is come to the realization, the humility of knowing that in today's Google world, you know, in the, in the world where specialization is coming down to being laser thin in one particular area, you can't know everything. And I, and I am, I am truly a facilitator. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I truly am. I'm the person that sits there and goes, you know what? I don't know, but let me go find somebody who does. Yeah. And I bring them back to the table. I love that. You know, and that's, that's you know, so I try not to say I'm an expert, you know, in any particular, like, if you need SEO done, I got somebody. You need great video done, you need, I've got somebody. Yeah. You need, you know, web development, I've got somebody. You need app development, I do it. I don't, I understand the basic concepts of all those things, but I don't call myself an expert, so I, I, I align myself with people who are. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Absolutely. being a good leader is you're you know what you're great at, and you know what your team is great at. I mean, you need yeah. those people around you to be able to pick up and do everything. Because yeah, like you said, yeah. you can't do everything, nor should you. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. Not in today's world. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, maybe a hundred years ago, you right, could, you right, get away with that. But you know, uh, people who think they know everything today are you know, they're fooling themselves definitely that's right well i think ben i was reading an article just this last week it was talking about you know what uh jobs and in industries are becoming like the I, I guess the fastest growing and one of them was consulting or that idea yeah. of you know these are positions that are responsible for original thought so like what you just uh just described is so valuable to people because that's something that cannot be automated or at least at least cannot be automated yet i don't know if uh, ai or uh, machine learning will get to that point i hope they're not trying. i know they're, i know, know they're absolutely trying but who knows what they're i'm get. super impressed by some of the capabilities but it's still you know it's not as good as the human brain <laughs> 
That's yeah, and awesome. I think that the, the skills, I mean, everybody calls them hard skills and soft skills. Mm-hmm. I call them human skills, the creativity, the listening, the empathy, yeah. the, you know, the, the ability to understand. Yep, those are sure. human skills. Those, those are tough skills. Absolutely. That's and those right. are the skills most people just don't have. Yep, that's and right. those are the skills. That's where I focus. And I think that, you know, I can learn tasks. You know, I can learn how to program. I may never be great programmer, but I can understand enough about programming that I can talk intelligently to a programmer. Yeah, for sure. You know, and, but what makes me great is my ability to listen and empathize and, and, and understand. Mm-hmm. Well, you yeah. are, it's almost like you're a generalist, Ben, that a lot, you then connect with a specialist to translate, you know, that different pieces, those needs uh, that your client has. Which is yeah. an extremely important gift and you know skill to uh, to deliver value to companies. So I love that. That's awesome. And all these all these experiences and everything that you've had and lessons you've learned. Have you had you know maybe it was during your your life as a corporate man or as other times like a mentor or a guide or someone that has really kind of helped you you know get you on the right path and teach you some things that you're like man I, I don't know what I would have done without this person. Yeah, I mean I've had different mentors along the way. I mean I'd be, I'd be a fool to say that my father wasn't a mentor. Yeah. I mean, my dad, my dad has been an entrepreneur. Well, since 1985, I think, I think he first went out on his own in 82. No, it was probably earlier than that. It was probably late seventies. He went out on his own, but he owned the construction company from 1985 on. And, you know, he finally retired at the age of 77, four years ago. You know, he finally at the age of 77 said, okay, I'm done. You know, I've, I've had it. You know, I've done the thing. But, you know, that's where I really learned about being a generalist. That's where I learned, you know, he had a general commercial construction company that does, that only did large-scale commercial renovations. That's all he did. And, you know, yes, he went on site and he knew, you know, he, he has a master's in mechanical engineering. You know, it's not that he's a dumb man in any way, shape, or form. But he was never the man that was, you know, uh, swinging a hammer or, you know, building anything he was the one putting all of that together and the one thing i learned from him is whatever it takes take care of the customer mm-hmm. you know you take care you take care of your subcontractors and you take care of your customers period end of story and if it means you're a little short of money that month but they get paid and they're taken care of that's life you know, yeah. that's life. And you, you know, you, if you promise somebody that something's going to get done, you make sure that it's getting done. Yeah. If it's not to get done, you let them know early enough what happened and why and what you're going to do to fix it. You know, when you have some trades and they do the work, you pay them. Yeah. You, know, sure. you don't string them along and you don't wait for, you know, you know, for, for you to get paid on a job before they get paid. If their terms are net 30, pay them a net 30. If their terms are net 15, you pay them a net 15. Yeah, that's, that's, that's life. And, you know, I've had lots of mentors along the way that have taught me lots of different things, but that's where it started. You know, I started from, you know, from the thing is I'm always going to be, I always knew I was going to be an entrepreneur. I always knew I was going to work for myself. I always knew that I wanted that lifestyle, you know, and I knew from the early days, the good, the bad, and the ugly, you know, my dad went, you know, in the late 70s, early 80s, he had a business and he went bankrupt. And I watched him go bankrupt. You know, and I watched him climb out of the ashes and, and build something great. You know, but it's it's knowing that it's not always roses. 
Yeah. You know, things are not always going to be, you know, smiles and handshakes and, you know, and, and laughs and pats on the back. There are tough times. Yeah. And it's how we get through the tough times that make us better. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, it's awesome, Ben, that you just mentioned that because one of the next questions we usually ask uh, some of our guests from there is like, what are some of the greatest failures, you know, that you went through? Uh, that you were able to learn from. Uh, and then I think you already um, answered part of the next question we ask after that, Ben. It's like, what are some of those foundational principles, you know, that are so, uh, so important for your success? And, you know, th- yeah. that was a common theme is that honesty, that integrity, doing the right thing for people's awesome. But yeah, I'd love to hear, is there any kind of failure that you're like, wow, that was one of my best learning experiences yeah. or like a number of failures it could be? No, I mean, the, the number one failure that comes to mind, and it's a story I tell from the stage all the time. I do a lot of workshops. I do a lot of keynote addresses across North America. And one of the stories that I always tell is probably 18 years ago when we went from film and plate on the big presses to direct press. So, you know, instead of going through that film stage and making uh, proofs off the, off the film, you went to the plotter plotter proof and the plates were made separately and you know i sit there and say okay i'm fairly technical i come from background i understand how this is going to work and there was a mistake on the proof and i went no problem don't worry about it we'll make a new proof i got a new proof made i had the customer sign off on the proof and we went to press well guess what when we fixed the proof or fixed the uh the uh the plotter proof what was the customer signed off on was correct, but the rest of the document had reflowed. So it was, it looked like garbage, the rest of the document. And this was a brand new client of mine. This was a big, you know, potentially a big client of mine. The initial job was $40,000, $45,000. These guys could have done easily two, $300,000 a year in business. And I fought them on and they say, when it came out and they argued about it, I said, well, you signed off on the proof. And they said, well, yeah, but you know, you didn't show us the rest of the proof. You just had to sign off here and away we went. And I fought them on it. And they paid their bill and we reprinted it and, you know, and we, they, you know, we got it done right. And they walked away and they never took my phone call again. Yeah. You know, so they paid their bill. You know, I, I, I won the battle. I absolutely won the battle. You know, we got we got paid. But in the end, you know, what could have been two, three, four hundred thousand dollars worth of business every year for 10, 15, 20 years worth of business became one job at forty five thousand dollars where we barely broke even on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. You know, so that to me is the biggest learning experience in my life is is that you sit there and say sometimes you have to sit there and say okay what do we need to do to take care of the customer you know what how do the customer we're we're all gonna screw up we're all gonna make mistakes we're all gonna do something wrong in our life and it's how we step up to the plate even if it's not 100% our fault and say how can we help you how can we work together to make this right you know and be able to move forward and worry more about the relationship long-term than the short-term dollars. Yeah. You know, because mm-hmm. short-term dollars, you know what, you know, I, my wife says, I say, well, what did we pay for that vacation when we went to Maui five years ago? I haven't got a clue. 
I mean, seriously, you know, I, I know we spent a reasonable amount of money. I know we stayed, you know, it, we had 17 days in Maui. It was a nice trip. But what we actually paid for it, I couldn't even tell you. You know, I, and it doesn't matter because it's over. It's in the past. Yeah. But we have the experiences that went with it. And there's people that I met on that trip that I'm still friends with. Yeah, you know, so it's the short-term money doesn't matter. Yeah. So just take, lick your wounds, take the hit, and move on. Yeah. See, I love that, Ben, because your focus is on preserving that relationship. And like you said, it's that experience. How do you, what do you leave people, what's that feeling that you leave people with when they interact with you? Because I think a lot of businesses fail to recognize that. And you notice, like, uh, I mean, you are a prime example. A lot of the guests that we've had on our show, it's the same kind of thing. Uh, wouldn't you agree, Adam? They think about what that, you know, that experience is that they want to, yes, they deliver value, they get the work done. But it's more than that. You know, how can they go above and beyond? How can they deliver with excellence, not just getting that work done? So I love that. Yeah, I mean, it's, awesome. it's really it's it's all about expectations. I mean, when you're telling all these stories to us, Ben, it, it makes me think of, you know, just a, in, in your personal life when you're at a restaurant or something. And there's not what's worse than when you're waiting for your food and the waiter or waitress comes to you and says, oh, your food's going to be here shortly. And then it's like 20 minutes or 25 minutes. Yeah. And they set that expectation because once you set an expectation and you don't meet it, it's so much worse. I mean, that's what it's all about. Like if, yeah. she, if you know, a lot of times if they wouldn't have said anything and you didn't have that in your mind, it wouldn't have been as bad. But you'll always remember that experience because you're like, they said it was on its way and it's been so long. And I yeah. see all these other people, all this other food coming and out, all I'm this hungry. stuff. Yeah. yeah. So like, so, you know, my kids yelling at exactly. Me. So, and, and it's, it's kind of what you said to it too, is for that short term versus long term gain, you like that waitress or waiter may have felt good in that moment. Like, Oh, they're off my back for a second. But in the long run, you're still going to get angry. You might not get as good of a tip. Yeah. You may get in trouble for, you know, lying to the customer and stuff. So it just kind of feeds into that whole thing. It, it happens in your everyday life as well as it does yeah. in businesses. Once you set that expectation and you don't meet it, you're you're in trouble. So make sure you 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 treat it right. Yeah, absolutely. I, I've had waiters come up to me and say, "I'm so sorry, we burned your dinner." <laughs> yeah. No, seriously. They said, yeah. Uh, the, the kitchen took their eye off the stove for five minutes. They burned they burned the chicken dinner. We're putting a brand new one in there. <laughs> it's gonna be 15 minutes. Yeah. We're gonna take care of it. They paid the entire bill. Yeah. yeah. You know, and, right. you know, but at least they said, and they brought out an appetizer in the meantime. Exactly. That's yeah. how you treat well, your customer well. You're honest. You communicate. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It You're, happens. Uh, like food gets burnt. You know. <laughs> yeah. You know. You're you're flipping the plate between the the stove and the in the pickup area, and it drops out of your hand, smashes on the floor. Yeah. Uh, you know, or or whatever. You know, there's there's a million things that can go wrong. There's a million things in life every, probably every day. That will go wrong. Go wrong. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, and it's, it's how we sit there and say, okay, something went wrong. How do we fix it? Exactly. How, yeah, that's how do we make it better? How do we, how do we work with these people to sit there and say, I messed up. Yeah, right. Sorry. That's right. You know, I, I'm sorry I messed <laughs> up. I apologize I messed up. Yeah, for sure. But, you know, I messed up. What here's two different ways that we can fix this. Which would you prefer? Mm-hmm. Which ways could be better for you? Yeah. And that's that's how I live my life. Yeah. 
Yeah, very smart that. way. Well, I, I mean, Ben, with the the next question, I, I kind of alluded to it a little bit, but you know, what are those some of those foundational principles? Because like Adam and I, one of the things we like to say is uh, authenticity, integrity, and vulnerability are huge. Uh, but what are some of the other things? And you probably already mentioned some of them. But what are some, what are some of the other like principles that you've seen that you built? Uh, you know, you, you interact with people that you have as foundational to your business. Yeah, I mean, the first thing is, if, if, if you don't trust me, don't do business with me. It's, it's really that simple. I, you know, I can't be everybody's best friend. You know, there's certain companies I'm good at, you know, I, I'm great at doing work with. And there's certain people, personalities rub the wrong way. Style of business runs the wrong way, uh, you know, counterculture, whatever, and that's okay. Yeah, that, that's that's just fine. I, I mean, there are eight billion people in the world. Even Coca Cola doesn't have a hundred percent market share. <laughs> you know, right. I mean, so I look at it and say, I I'm looking for twenty clients. That's all I need. I need twenty good clients, and I am living a very nice life and doing great work and being very productive and allowing myself to do the things that I want to do. I you know the, the other 7,999,992 or whatever it is, you know, if they fit within the things that I can solve problems for, great. If they can't, that's okay too. You know, and that's that to me is a guiding principle. It's it's saying, you know, these are the people I can help I'm all in. I'm rolling up my sleeves. I'm going to help them. But if I can't help you, I'm going to say, you know what? This is not what I do. Let me introduce you to somebody who can. Yeah. And just say, let me point you in the right direction. Let me take five minutes out of my life and understand what you really need and point you in the right direction. Yeah. Because I'm a big believer of I can't change the world. It's impossible for me to change the world. I'm not Barack Obama. I'm not the Dalai Lama. I'm not any of these people. But I can change my corner of the world. Mm-hmm. You know, I can I can change through my actions and how people see me and what I do on a daily basis. I influence the people around me. You know, I can influence the people around me, and I drop my pebble in the water. And this is what I do, and this is why I do it. And if, if it resonates with you, drop a pebble. Yeah. You know, don't tell me I'm I'm wonderful. Drop your own pebble. Yeah. Change your own, change. You know, I I don't need the pats on the back. I don't need the accolades. I don't need the plaque. I need other people to drop their own pebble. I need yeah. other people to sit there and say, you know, these are the people I can help. I'm going to roll up my sleeves and do it too. Yeah. And well, and Ben, we can, that's such an important piece because um, a lot of people have this. I don't know if it's in as a result of our school systems or what, but they they're always they put the responsibility on someone else further away. When it's just like what you said, it's positively impacting the lives of other people around you in the world that you live in. Because by doing that, it dominoes. You know, it's a domino effect. It it literally does change the world. I mean, like you you mentioned, some people who have uh, they have changed the world whether they like it or not. Absolutely. So, and that did not happen overnight. You know, it's yeah. like what you said. It was a step by step process. So, I love that. That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, if you look at if you look at a Lego set, for example. 
Like when you open up a Lego set and you see this beautiful picture on the box, when you open it, that's not what it's like. Yeah. There's step-by-step step guides to getting there. You take one step at a time, you start where you're at, and then it, it eventually evolves and gets to a place where it looks like what it was on the box. So yeah. when that's you set, tell somebody, I want to change the world, like that's a great concept and stuff. But yeah, you have to start somewhere and yeah. get take the right steps to get it there. It's not just... Step A, save the world. Step two, it's done. It's not, it's not quite well, that easy. The Lego analogy is a great analogy because every, and my son is a Lego maniac. I mean, at 15 years old, oh, the kid is more the Lego than I care to buy. And, and, and they keep getting bigger and yeah, more complex. Seriously, you know, awesome. We don't buy anything that's under 4,000 pieces. <laughs> yep. um, but the thing is, every single Lego system, I don't care whether it's 50 pieces or it's 5,000 pieces, they all start with the foundation. Yeah. And if the foundation isn't strong, if the foundation isn't tight and set up properly, nothing will work. Correct. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, and that's a great analogy of life. Yeah. You know, you need to have your own house in order. You know, no one's going to love you until you love yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, a buddy of mine is, well, was, was vice president of sales uh, for staples for years. And when he used to hire people, he says, you know, he wanted to find out more about the person. It wasn't, you know, what sales job they did. It wasn't, you know, what, what was their experience? He wanted to find out about them as a pe- person. Yeah. Cause if they didn't love themselves, it wasn't something he could ever teach them. Yep. You know, if you can't love yourself, there's, there's no reason for you to be in my organization because you need to start off with that, ability to love yourself because if you don't, can't love yourself you can't love somebody else you can't love customers you can't love you know being out there and talking to people and being passionate being passionate about the company that you work for until you have a strong sense of who you are and what you do and why you do it yeah absolutely well i mean ben that gets on to another question that adam and i like to ask is because uh, i mean you mentioned it's like you can't do everything yourself yourself you do you focus in on what you're good at so what's that process like when you're trying to find, you know, uh, we like to call them strategic partners. So what's that process you you go through when you're kind of evaluating whether this person's a good partner to partner with or, you know, even if uh, you've got a client that comes in and you're like, hey, I can't do a website, but, you know, we'll subcontract one of my trusted partners to help execute. So what is what do you look for when you're looking for someone to basically, in essence, join your team? Are there any kind of like qualities or... Yeah, there's two things. One, I go out to my trusted network and I said, if, if there's somebody that I don't have within my network, say I need an SEO specialist. Right now, I don't have an SEO specialist because we don't do a lot of SEO. Yeah. Let's say I, need, I, I had a particular job that needed an SEO specialist. The first thing I would do is I would go out to the people I know that work with SEO people and find out who are the people that you use. Who are the people that are that you know that are really good? And I could care less if they're in Vancouver, if they're in Miami, if they're in New York, they're wherever. It doesn't matter to me. In today's technological world, I want the best people. Yeah. You know, and it's it doesn't mean the cheapest. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm a big believer of people are worth what you pay them. Yep. That's never, right. We were just talking about that, actually. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, if somebody tells me they're $100 an hour, they're $100 an hour. Yeah, if somebody that's right. $100 an hour, they're $300 an hour. And it's up to me to decide, and it's up to my customer to decide if they see value in that. Yeah, that's you right. Know, and 
what I will do is I will actually, the first thing I will do is I'll have a conversation with these people and say, tell me a little bit about what you do. Tell me about who you are, the type of clients that you work with. What's your, what are you passionate about? And that's a big question I ask people. It says, what are you passionate about? I think you okay. asked me that question, Ben, when we first talked. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's, it's a question I ask everybody. And you know what is the impetus for my book? Because I teach at the university level uh, and I do a course called 343, which is all about networking and interview skills. And I started asking these kids, kids, they're 20, you know, 19, 20, 21 years old. They all can be my kids. <laughs> it's all relative, uh, right? I look at Rob and I go, okay, yeah. <laughs> every single one of you could be my kid. Uh, but yeah. I sit there and I said, what are you passionate about? And most of them, 95 to 97% of them could not answer that question. You know, either they don't have enough life skill yet or they're not confident enough with themselves or they don't they don't understand what they're passionate about or they don't understand they don't they haven't got there yet. And that's mm -hmm. the key word is yet. Yeah. You know, the key word is yet and they're they're all going to get there and that's that takes time and that takes you know it, it takes being in the trenches yep. to understand that. But asking people what they're passionate about and, you know, and what I do is I tell people, it says, look, I give them a test job, you know, and I'll just say that and I pay them, mm -hmm. you know, and I'll tell my customers, I said, look, we're bringing in a new supplier. This person has been referred by somebody that I trust. We're going to, we're going to test them out. If something goes wrong, it's on me. Yep. And I take a hundred percent responsibility for it and I'll make, I'll make it right. One way or the other, I will make it right because you know what? I'm the one who brought the relationship to the table, mm -hmm. you know, right. and my clients are paying me to manage that person. Yeah. You know, I, they pay me a consulting fee to be able to make sure that the, the entire project goes well and I'll bring it on board. But I tell these people, it says, look, your job is to wow this client is to understand with me what's going on. And we'll, we'll do zoom chats like this and with the customer and understand what the, you know, what is the scope of the project? What are we trying to do? What are the goals? And let's work backwards from there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I tell these people, I said, look, you have one thing that you're going to do and it's going to get you fired immediately. You're going to lie to me. Yep. If you, if there's a problem, tell me the, tell me the truth. We'll fix it together. We'll make it right, but don't lie to me. Yeah. And I've only had to fire one person because of it. You know, in 20 plus years, I've had one person absolutely flat out lie to me, you know, and they were gone. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, like you said, yeah, when you have some, have a team and you have people you trust and then you lose that trust, what do you have? I mean, that's, that's yeah, like, nothing. that's what we always say. I mean, when, when you want to, you want to do business with people you like and you trust and you yeah. believe in. So that's right. when you lose one of those core values, there's, yeah, like you said, there's so many other people out there waiting to get. Give, be given that chance to be able mm -hmm. to show you that they are the person that's right for that position. So it's a, it's yeah, interesting for sure. Yeah, I yeah, love if, that. If I don't think that I can work with you, if I don't think that I like you, if I don't think I can trust you, you don't get that chance. Yeah, right. Well, that's one of the best things I think, Ben, about like free market economics is you get the choice uh, to choose who you want to work with. You know, <laughs> it's like because whether we like it or not, you know, there are people that you just don't want to work with and they don't want to work with you. I mean, even doing this show and I'm sure you've got it with your uh, your living brand show, Ben. It's like some people you talk to, you're like, wow, they are not a good fit for this show. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> 
I'd love that. So, so I would like. Your challenge says, you know what? We're booked out for about 18 months right now. 18 wow. years. That's what we're yeah. looking at. <laughs> we're very I'll busy. See, get back to me then. I'll see, I'll see whether I have some time for you. Yeah. Well, but I mean, that's not far off because you are. You're super booked. I'm booked out to the end of June right now. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I book my clients or my my show is booked out right now to the end of June. Yeah, that's and, awesome. And uh, you know, I'll, I love in, that. in about a month, I will start booking into September. That's great. Wow. Yeah. So. So cool. So well, I'd like to jump into kind of your brand marketing and your sure. living brand. Um, so what? So there are they one and the same? Are they two separate things? Or do they kind of complement each other? How does how does that work? Well. Live show came out of the phrase is, is that my tagline was your living brand. Mm-hmm. You know, the, your brand marketing supports your living brand. Yeah, and I, and I've always believed that a brand is something that lives and breathes, and it's it's it, it's almost got a life of its own. Hundred mm-hmm. you know, percent. Your brand is not how you perceive the world; it is how the world perceives you. Yeah. You know, and it, it's it's you know it's what you believe, but. If you say one thing and, and, and act a different way, how you act is probably how people are going to perceive your brand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and, it's, and that's that's reality. And that's what we say all the time: is you are a brand when yeah. you when yeah. it boils every, down every to it. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Every it's not just a company; it's it's you yourself are the brand. Yeah. How you act, how people perceive you. It's yeah. it's all exactly. about like, your actions. And I do, I do a lot of workshops with enterprise level clients where we'll work with their sales teams, their management teams, their marketing teams, their customer experience teams, leadership teams, and take them through personal brand training. Because when your internal staff understand their personal brands and how that fits in with the company and how they add value and how to communicate their value, these last longer, they stay longer, they're more passionate, they're more engaged. You know, so there's there's all that goes with it. The, your brand marketing came out of the impetus of when I'm branding a company, when I'm working with them, when I'm consulting for them, when I'm looking at it, it's about you. It's not about me. It's not about my ego. It's not about you have to fit in this box or I'm gonna I'm gonna treat you this way. It's what do you need? Let's talk about your company. Let's talk about your goals. Let's talk about your fears. Let's talk about your desires. Let's talk about what does a win look like for you? Mm-hmm. And let's create a brand around that. Because if it's all about me and about how wonderful I am as a branding agency, yeah, that's that's pretty egotistical. Yeah, you know, that, that really is. It's egotistical because every single company that I brand is branded differently. You can't tell this is a your brand marketing branded company. You know, you can't just sit there and say, oh, there it is. That, you know, I can tell that they branded that company. Because every single company that I branded is different. Yeah. And I brand them based on who they are, not on how I perceive that, that they should be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I'll give them suggestions. But in the end, it's if they can't get up there and stand in front of a mic and say, I believe this. This is my story and sound authentic and be authentic and be passionate and believe in that story, then it's my story, not theirs. That's right. And I failed. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah. See, that's so powerful. Yeah. Like, I did, I got little uh, shivers uh, down, <laughs> my, the, down the back Shiver of my Shiver me timbers. <laughs> uh, and, and so what, what does the team look like? Is it is it mostly you and strategic partners? You know, Do you have it, other people it around it? it? The, um, you know, the... 
when I left the the company eleven years ago, at the end of two thousand seven, two thousand eight, we had thirty staff. You know, we had five thousand square feet of warehouse. We had a full time shipper receiver. We had three levels of you know, we had a forklift with three levels of of skids and everything that went along with it. And I and I vowed at that point in time, I says I didn't want staff. You know, I, I realized that my having staff on board means that I have, you know. I have to look for nails because all I've got is a hammer mm-hmm. you know, and I can't go out there and I look, can't look for anything else because I need everything to look like a hammer because I need to employ the people that are in house. Yeah. You know, yeah. My I- model is what do you need? Where can I fit in? And I have like enterprise level clients have some of them have 15 marketers in a department, mm-hmm. you know? So there's a lot of stuff that I can do that they don't need because they're, you know, they've got that staff internally who can do it. So let me fit into your system where you need me to fit in your system, not fit in where I have to fit in because I've got to keep these 17 people employed. You know, and and that's, that's my philosophy. I'd rather bring you three different web designers and say, look, here's the portfolio of three different web designers, which one resonates best with you. Mm -hmm. Great. Let's sit down with them, make sure there's a cultural fit, that there's a philosophy fit and all that kind of stuff. And then we'll start working together. But here's three different portfolios. You know, which one do you like? Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, for for people, for people starting off uh, something that doing something similar to what you're doing, or even people have been doing it for a while and are feeling kind of stuck. How do you go about finding these strategic partners? Like, what do you go about? What's like kind of the vetting process where you're not just going into Google and searching them and saying, here's three people and maybe they're good. Like, what's kind of your process? You know, I'm lucky. I mean, as I said, I've got 2,400 people in my CRM. You know, I've got relationships all over North America. And quite honestly, you know, I'll go up to different, you know, agent, like I got friends of mine who work for different agencies and I'll sit there and say, who's the hot young designer that you guys are using with on contract right now? And I'll, and I'll borrow them, you know, because they don't own them. They're, yeah, right. they're, they're, they're doing the same thing. They're bringing them up. And I say, listen, if I can take this designer and you're using 30%, I can use them 20%, somebody else. But if they're the young, hot, you know, new thing that's and it's doing the type of thing that I want, why not? Right. And mm-hmm. we share amongst each other, and, you know. And a lot of times, because we're all in different markets, there's there's not that competitiveness to it. Yeah. You know, there's the. I, I mean, I, they know I'm not going after their customers. They know, you know, I'm not, I'm not going after their customers, and vice versa. It's you know we're you know you have people that you deal with. I have people I deal with. I just want you know, your suppliers, you know, to be able to use on contract. I'm not going to hire them. I'm not going to steal them. I just want to use them for this particular project. And there's a lot of stuff that goes along with it. So a lot of it comes down to who do you know that does this sort of thing? And then there's, there's that level of trust because I've already got that level of trust with somebody I know. And now then it's going out and looking for the people that they know, you know, that, that they've had really good relationships with. Mm -hmm. And I met a designer in, Germany a number of years ago out of that, you know, that I've never met. We've, we've, we've absolutely never met. We've done a few jobs and, you know, it's always reliable. It's always there. And guess what? She works while I sleep. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> the power of technology, right? I yeah. love that. 
Yeah, there. I've got a. I think I. I just hired a virtual assistant in Venezuela, Ben. Actually, so uh, Luis is his name. He's been helping me, you know, do a lot of stuff while I'm actually sleeping, even though we're on the same time zone. Uh, so he, you know, alternates his schedule a little bit to help support me. But yeah, I mean, the power of technology. We, you can connect with people all over the world who are very skilled, and like you said, it's finding people who align with that philosophy, that same kind of, you know, a fit. Do they fit into that story, which is so important? Yeah, I love and that. that's the nice thing about the gig economy is you can hire them once. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's the worst that can happen? Yep. You know, if if you if you manage your clients' expectations and say, look, this is a brand new supplier. They've been recommended to me, but I haven't ever worked with them before. Are you okay with that? Yes. Mm-hmm. Great, because they know I'm going to stand behind it. Yep, for you know, sure. And if it works, great. If it doesn't work, thank you very much. Pay them their bill. And that's it. And you just go looking for somebody else. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so it's 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 a matter of realizing that they want to do good work. Because if they do good work, they know they're going to be a hired back. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, Ben, uh, we're actually getting closer to the end of the show, but we've got you know a few, a handful of questions left, and I I've been curious about this from the moment we started talking, and you shared your story. Uh, but what when a client comes to you, what are some of those first steps? What's that process look like uh, that you go through when you're you're uh, kind of assessing and then even starting to work with them? Yeah, I mean, the first thing I want to do is I want to have a, a conversation. You know, I, I always book a one hour either live or a Zoom conversation or whatever just to see if there's a cultural fit. Mm-hmm. Can I help them? Can, do I, first of all, do I understand what, the, what they need? And second of all, can I really help them? Yeah. Because if, if, it's, if it's outside of my expertise, if it's not anything I've ever done before, if it's not something that I've ever tried before, probably what I'll do is say, look, I'm not the right person. Let me refer you to somebody who, who can, you know, and I'm, and I'm not afraid of doing that. Uh, but if it is somebody, you know, they haven't had to pay 250 or $300 an hour for that initial conversation, just for us to have that initial conversation to get to know each other. Mm-hmm. Beyond that, then it comes down to sitting there going, what are you trying to achieve? I'm a big believer of let's start off with the big hairy audacious goal. What 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 what's that at the end of the rainbow? You know, what do we want this to look like at the end of the day? What does what does success look like for you? Mm-hmm. And then say, okay, now let's understand where are you today? Where did you come from? And then let's close the gap. Yeah. And from there, it's deciding what do we need to do. Mm-hmm. You know, is it a refresh of a brand? Is it a tear the thing down and you know and burn it and, and bury it and start from scratch? Is it just the fact that you know the tangible things, their website, their promotional marketing, their trade show development, all that kind of stuff doesn't align with their brand? And we need to sit there and say, okay, the brand is tight, but the commu- way you're communicating is wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, so let's figure out what's wrong. And then go from there. Yeah. You know, so I don't, I, I come in with far more questions than I do assumptions. I'll yeah. do my research. I'll have things that I think are wrong. But until I sit there and say, you know what, this is what I saw on your website. This is what I think you're talking about. Am I right? Mm-hmm. You know, and they go, no, 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 no. Oh, okay. 
Or, yeah, you're bang on. Well, they said, that doesn't align with what your brand does. Oh, it doesn't? No. And then we have a conversation from there. Yeah, I love that. That's awesome. And I try not to make people cry, but, you know, everyone's one. <laughs> Sometimes a good cry is healthy, you know? That's good. <laughs> well, I'm, I mean, Ben, I'm sure you found there's a lot of people, um, especially entrepreneurs and leaders, who just need an outside voice to provide a wake-up call to them. Absolutely. You know? They're like, wow, I, you know, I'm so, I'm so close to this situation. I didn't have that same kind of perspective that, that you had. So that's awesome. Really, yeah. I mean, a lot of people don't talk about that. So that's awesome. <laughs> uh, but I love, I love being that outside voice. I love yeah. being a person, that part-time CMO, uh, you know, that, that consultant, that person that just can come in and on a limited basis or, you know, up to a year, year and a half, be in there and be that, you know, that outside voice that challenges. Yeah, super yeah. valuable. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, for sure. So, uh, Ben, one of the other things, the last uh, final questions that we love to ask our guests is if you had like a sentence or two to share to an entrepreneur or a leader, um, you know, that's kind of trying to figure out where they want to go for their own journey. What's some of that advice that you would share with them? Well, the, the number one phrase I always use is stop being a commodity and start being a brand worth loving. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because yeah, there's, to me, it's all about what differentiates you. Yeah. What are the little things that you do that are different from everybody else that's in your, you know, your industry? I mean, even if, it, if it, you sell hammers and nails and, and nuts and bolts for a living, what are the little things that your staff and you do as a company that differentiate you from somebody else so you're not perceived as just one of many and just a price? Yeah. Yep. How do you communicate it? Yeah. You know, and I think that that's the number one thing that I try to instill in people. It says everybody has a unique story. Mm-hmm. Everybody does something a little bit different from their competition. And it doesn't have to be you know, dramatic. There doesn't have to be a light coming down from heaven. Yeah. It has to be what are the little things that you do you know, that, that, uh, you know, that make you different from other people. Yep. I mean, Chick a Flick is different from Chick a Bill is different from Wendy's, which is different from you know McDonald's, which is different from Burger King. Every single one of them sells fast food, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. But when I mention those names, you have a different thought process exactly. in your head That's right. about whether it's a place that you want to go or you don't want to go or you like or you dislike. Yeah. You know, and each one has differentiated themselves within a very crowded space. Yeah. Yep. For sure. Absolutely. And there's and truthfully, the nuance is not that different between them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. Absolutely. Well, Ben, that's so valuable. I can't uh, even describe how valuable that is to the listeners and the watchers uh, to you know take uh, take a hold of that and apply it into their life and their journey. So, uh, but again, final question, Ben. So, what are some of the best ways uh, that people can get connected with your brand marketing and then also your living brand show? What are those yeah. URLs or any social uh, media accounts you want? And to when and where does it go live? Yeah. All that kind of good stuff. Yep. Yeah, the uh, the main website is yourbrandmarketing.com. At the very top of the yourbrandmarketing.com site is a link to the your uh, your living brand site. Oh. So if you go to yourbrandmarketing.com, it'll t- it'll it'll give you a link to to the radio show site. 
Um, the radio show is every Wednesday at 10 o'clock on the Pacific time. You know, we go live and it's uh, broadcast on K4HD radio out of, uh, uh, excuse me, out of Hollywood. Awesome. So it's, it's broadcast on Hollywood and we uh, we syndicate through iHeartRadio and I also have it on iTunes and SoundCloud. Yeah. Uh, but the the your living brand live is the easiest way to find me. You can find me on LinkedIn, Twitter, and uh, Facebook, all on your living brand. Awesome. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, your brand marketing. Pardon me. Awesome. Oh, thank you, Ben, so much for taking time out of your schedule. Uh, and then I'm so excited because Adam and I are actually going to be on your show next week. <laughs> so yeah. really, really pumped about that. Um, you know, excited to be uh, connecting with your uh, your listeners as well. So it's going to be really a, a big blast, I think. Yeah. I, I'm lo- really looking forward to it. Uh, but again, thank you so much for your time. And we'd love to have you back at some point in the near future, Ben. Because, uh, I, I mean, I we've, what, we've already been recording for almost an hour. And I feel <laughs> like even, we barely... not even enough, man. I know, barely scratched the surface. So <laughs> You guys are going to be doing a lot of cutting. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. All right, Ben, thank you so much. And guys, we will catch you next time. Thank you. Bye-bye. You know, Jason, it's it's always so much fun when we have like another podcaster or, or guest on. That's and right. it's also kind of a problem because like I said, I feel like we could have talked to him for hours. That's always a problem when you get people who, you know, talk for a living yeah, or do this stuff a lot. Right. It's uh it's hard to get people to stop sometimes. The gift of gab, as my mom would always say. Right, it's just it's so valuable because it's you know speaking like this it's not the easiest thing to do mm-hmm. and people have a lot of great information to share so when you speak to someone like ben who's able to convey that in such you know a commanding and powerful way it's just yeah, it's such sure. a pleasure to be able to talk to him and you yeah, know we get sure. to find out more next week <laughs> yeah super excited and super pumped about being on his live show so that's going to be great but you know adam what i kept thinking about the whole time i'm like he needs to open up a baking shop with a last name like Baker. I mean, you kid me with my last name, Flagel like Bagel, but uh, ben, you guys can go ben, into business together. I mean, ben, it, it sounds a like good a good idea. Actually, I mean, screw this business and marketing and all this kind of stuff. You need to go into the food business. We do. I'll be he, your first customer. He can be the baking side, and I can do more of the bagels, coffee <laughs> kind of stuff. <laughs> sounds brilliant to me. But yeah, I mean, Ben's insights were just so awesome, Adam. I mean, again, getting back to that story idea. I think a lot of brands forget that that is so important. Yeah. I mean, you look at some of the most successful brands in the world, they have that brand story that really sets them apart from everyone else and it's them just being themselves. You know, they're they're being authentic. They're not trying to be something that they're not. I think that's what we saw too with Ben is, you know, like he mentioned that uh, he's very picky about who he works with and there are people who are not right for him either. Um, and there's nothing wrong with that. It's like, you know, he's being true to who he is. So, you know, as you guys, as the listeners or watchers, you know, if you're watching us on, on video, it's something to think about too. Uh, because if you rush into, you know, doing business just for the sake of getting money, um, you'll, you're going to have some issues. Yeah. Uh, there's been times when I've taken on projects where I just did it for the money and it was probably one of the worst things I've ever done. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> I mean, that's, I mean, we've had that great conversation about, you know, short-term gain versus long-term gain. It's like, mm-hmm. don't, you know, don't sacrifice your long-term success and your super, you know, intense and awesome victories for yeah. something that may get you a little happiness in the short term, because it could really 
cost you a lot in the long run. So it's very important just to realize what path you're taking, what choices you're making, and think about how they're going to impact you down the road. Not just don't have such a short sighted vision as as you know, they say with like horses or whatever, like don't have your blinders on. Like you have to be Mm -hmm. able to see the whole picture and see what's happening. And I think it's super valuable. Yeah, absolutely. Couldn't agree more. So, um, Adam, if you don't mind, I'll talk a little bit about our sponsor for this episode. Man, you just hog the mic. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Go for it, man. Oh, I just envisioned like grabbing a big pig. <laughs> uh, I don't know why I had that. Oh, my God. How was, uh, how was uh, Big Shake's ch- chicken? It was good. I, I, I was kind of disappointed because um, Nate uh, did not get the uh, shrimp burger. Oh, so really? Oh, I man. Was, I was super bummed wanting to taste that. And then, uh, I mean, the food was awesome. Uh, don't get me wrong, but the uh, I really wanted to have the shrimp burger. So, so the hot chicken was, was good. Did you hot was chicken? Spicy? Was, yeah, really good. And this was we had our, we had a big shake. Sean Davis on our show. Yep. I think two weeks ago. Yeah, it was. two weeks yeah, ago. Yeah, awesome. And Jason was just down there. Yeah, we uh, at the Nash uh, distribution event that I did the live show at. Adam was gone on his cruise, <laughs> uh, but mean, oh. yeah, the food was so great. The event went really well. Um, and you know, for those of you that are listening in that were there at the event, I mean, thank you so much for the support. Uh, it was great. I, I was know. so pumped about it. I'm very sad I couldn't have been a part of that, but I hope you guys, you know, well, had you a moment of silence for me. You can't be everywhere all at once, Adam. So. <laughs> I try, but it's tough. <laughs> but anyway, our sponsor, get back to it. Yeah, me. so uh, our sponsor uh, for this episode is Genesis Marketing Group. So as mentioned before, Genesis is really a one-stop shop for coming alongside you guys as entrepreneurs and business owners, figuring out some of your challenges, Uh, and bringing solutions to the table that really helps uh, get you from where you are to where you want to go. So that's doing website uh, development, social media marketing, pay-per-click, advertising, you know, creating an e-commerce store, things like that. We really focus in on, you know, figuring out what are some of the best recommendations that you guys uh, can implement in your business to grow. So really, really amazing. You know, they, they, uh, their, their logo, not their logo, their motto is uh, helping you breathe life into your brand. So at the end of the day, that's what they do. They've had a track record of doing that. And, you know, Adam and I work with the team as well to help business owners kind of uh, get success as well. Um, and it's amazing. I uh, highly recommend checking out their new lo- news, uh, email newsletter that they've got available. Um, it's if you go to genesismarketinggroup.com, genesis with a J, you can check them out and uh, there'll be an email newsletter sign-up form. So just put your email address in there, and then you guys will get uh, you know the best marketing insights that we've got available right to your email inbox. So just want to share that with you guys as well. Good stuff, good stuff. And you know we want to remind everyone too, if you want to be a part of the show, please send an email to hello at growlikeaproshow.com. Once again, that is hello at growlikeaproshow.com. And you can find our show on YouTube, on podcast services, on you know iTunes, Apple, or uh, um Google Play on uh, Spotify now. I mean, we're, we're all over the place. And we do encourage, if you are enjoying the show, to leave a review for us on iTunes or any of these places because it really does help and it means the world to us. And once again, we'd love to hear from you, help you shape the show, become mm-hmm. come on the show. There's Grow Like a Pro is a community we're trying to build with our community because that's really what that's it's all right. about, helping everybody grow. And uh, before we go, Jason, why don't you remind the listeners how they can catch us on Ben Baker's show one more time. Yeah. So again, we are going to be on uh, Ben's show on Wednesday, March 20th from 1 to 2 p.m. Eastern time. So to watch us live, you can go to yourlivingbrand.live is the URL. So yourlivingbrand.live is the URL you type in 
and right at the top, the very top, it's going to be a watch live, an option for you to click. So click on that and you'll see our bright and beautiful faces. <laughs> <laughs> so excited. But yeah, once again, we want to thank Ben for mm -hmm. coming on the show. We want to thank all of you for joining us on this week's episode. And yeah, we made it to 20. So next week's 21. I guess. Is that how it works? I think. <laughs> we did it. We are officially adults. I know. I know. <laughs> and everyone, I just want to thank you all so much from the bottom of our hearts. And we hope mm -hmm. you have a great day and or night. And we will see you next week. Bye-bye.